late 70s and early uh. 80s, the boom years of the video game industry. Thank you. And my game system was the Magnavox Odyssey 2. Yeah. Sleek, stylish, futuristic, and totally underappreciated. Oh, Let's change that. Do it, I'll dig through the Odyssey 2 library, introduce you to each game, offer a few of my own expanded memories of playing them both then and now, and we'll see if those games hold up today. Amazing. I'm Earl Green, and this is Select Game. <laughs> Everybody, Earl here. Welcome back to Select Game, the first Select Game of 2022. And this one's been in the works, and it's kind of stopped and started several times because, quite frankly, there's big news in the Odyssey 2 world right now, or Video Pack, Joe Pack, whatever you want to call it. And the news keeps kind of changing shape. So I'm, I have got a bunch of screens on in front of me with information on them that I am going to try very hard to kind of collate into one place and then offer you something of an informed opinion, which I have a feeling will probably piss some people off. I'm going to state that up front because, um, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. What you were looking at over here on the, uh, the screen next to me is renderings of the Odyssey Retro Console, which is a project that is in the works from the Odyssey Club in Brazil. And I've said before, um, on more than one occasion, I'm sure, that the the South American Odyssey fandom is so organized that it puts North American Atari 2600 fandom to shame. You know, whereas we have what seems like a zillion publishers trying to still cash in on the homebrew craze, um, regardless of how bad Atari age makes them look for doing so. Um, the South American Odyssey scene has really concentrated all of its activity in one place. And that's, that's good and bad. <laughs> I'll put it that way. The Odyssey Retro... There is a page devoted to it, but it is not the only page that has been devoted to it. I previously recorded an entire episode of Select Game devoted to this project where I read, you know, read the text straight off the project page and then talked about the pricing. And the reason I'm not releasing that thing that I recorded about a month ago is that the crowdfunding page originally established for this project has been taken down for reasons that seem to make sense, but there's a phrase I want to go ahead and put in front of you right now to keep in mind as we go through this information. The phrase is, read the room, which is, you kind of have a situational awareness of what else is going on in the same space before you say anything. So, 
That being said, let me uh, read the text that is currently on the Odyssey Club page. It is in their store section. The Odyssey Retro Project has been working for almost a year with the perspective of bringing to the public a retro console that is compatible with previous games, but that also serves a current audience. Our priority was to bring elements of continuity to what already existed, thus giving life to the previous equipment. That's why we designed current materials with similarity to the old ones, such as new joysticks that can be purchased and will be compatible with your Brazilian Odyssey, American Odyssey 2, Joe Pack, Video Pack G7000, G7200, and European G7400. But we also thought of some news... You can opt for a console and joysticks with wireless connections. But since the Odyssey 3 was only the prototype, the Odyssey Retro inherited some features and adapted it to the present day. The console is fully compatible with the G7400 and is already integrated with the voice and also the basic and chess modules. If that was all, it would be a success as you already receive a complete product with the main modules released at the time. But we didn't stop there. We decided to create the development part that was divided in two. An exclusive entry for developing, creating, editing, and writing games in BASIC. Another exclusively for running and testing your games in assembly. Therefore, we have the second cartridge slot, and we chose to use the MP3 player for recording and playback in BASIC. Since the costs that would be incurred to incorporate a cassette deck and then purchase a cassette tape. So, uh, this this is their wording, and keep in mind, this is not, this is translated into English, so there are probably a few dangling sentences here. That's not their fault. We will have an Odyssey 3 base with the voice and with additional modules and a development part in basic and assembly, but there's more. The console connects to the server, the server, on the internet doing the service of a plus cart style cartridge. The Wi-Fi or RJ45 cable connection communicates directly with the console server managing your games that can be purchased online or the ones you like to play can be stored to be always present on your console. We work to implement the solutions as similar as possible to the original console in its various versions. Therefore, the console works with a microprocessor and video processor similar to those of the 80s. The system was created exclusively for Odyssey Retro, manages the functions of gaming, development, server access, and other peripherals such as wireless controllers, for example. With it, system interruptions are managed in an intelligent way. The MP3 player was introduced through a module that can be controlled via the LCD. So there's an LCD screen controlled MP3 player built into the Odyssey Retro. These MP3 functions are managed through an Arduino and ESP32. It has access to the SD card where you can record and load your games in basic language. I like the SD card. Remember I was asking about that and there's some other info that has been updated that I will um, relay to you here shortly. Server access provides a private area for you to upload your games and then keep them in the cloud, free for Odyssey Retro owners. Odyssey Retro is manufactured in five colors, gray, black, red, blue, and yellow. And you're seeing the uh, pictures cycle through on the uh, big screen here if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're just listening to it, trust me, those are the colors. 
Gray maintains the console's most recognizable look. Black, red, yellow, and blue are designs inspired by Video Game Center, a totem that was used for events. Keyboard available in English and Portuguese versions. Uh, Voltage source, either 110 volts or 220. Our team worked on all fronts, and we raised the main points that could slow down the project. The pandemic caused a delay in international freight, so for each stage of project preparation, we had three months to receive parts that mainly come from China. The development of the console, case, matrix, and the joysticks takes four months for each product, including finishing, polishing, samples, and tests. The membranes for keyboards and joysticks have an approximate time of six months for production. Finally, the period foreseen between production, assembly, and shipment should vary from 10 to 15 months and may be postponed if new restrictions on closing markets or during the pandemic occur. During this period, you will be informed of all the steps that will be taking place. All right. So you're probably like I was initially, you know, going, okay, where do I send my money and how much? Here's where we get to the part of the page labeled investment. The investment will be treated according to the group you have chosen and the form of support for the acquisition of the chosen products. If the product doesn't finish, read the room, we'll get back to this bit. You can, for example, choose to receive its value back in new joysticks, Odyssey Club games, or in other modules created, being your choice to receive back the investment in developed products. In other words, you don't lose the amount invested. The Odyssey Club guarantees your investment in products. The purchase of these supports listed in the crowdfunding does not include the price of shipment. Okay. So... We have, uh, you have two choices. You can buy all five different color <laughs> cases, you, you, five different, five consoles, basically, each a different color. Or you can buy one and pick your color, which is called Supporter Kit 1. Supporter Kit 1 um, costs 1,700 Brazilian reals. Well, tell you what, let's... Um, Let's pull up XE, which is a very well, very well-known currency conversion site, and let's convert 1,700 Brazilian reals to the current value of the U.S. dollar, $323.90, and a pop-up ad. Thank you. That was so good. <laughs> Those of you watching YouTube are getting a real treat here. So, $323, I mean, we're talking PS4, PS5 money for an Odyssey 2 system that allows for game development, has HDMI output, has local software storage options if you are developing or presumably if you are downloading from the server, details of which are yet to come. And I... uh, a lot of money that's a lot of money now here is the part where I say they need to read the room because there is 
another retro-style console project that, as we speak, right now, is going down in flames. The Intellivision Amico. Now, Amico is a different thing from the Odyssey Retro. It was launched by a company that inherited and basically bought and paid for the Intellivision name and IP. But the Intellivision Amico has run into some gigantic problems. It has been delayed numerous times, and the latest forward-looking statement issued to potential investors by the company now calling itself Intellivision, which I, I feel compelled to point out does not resemble the original INTV Corp that was staffed by the Blue Sky Rangers who originally did the 80s Intellivision games. And the new Intellivision is not that company. Um, and the, the Amico, according to the latest forward-looking statement, there's a pretty good chance it will never actually see the light of day. And yet, Intellivision is looking for more funding. I originally put down a deposit on an Intellivision Amico pre-order in 2020. In July of 2021, when Intellivision started trying to sue people for simply trying to report in a journalistic manner on what was under the hood and how development was going, I asked for a refund on my deposit, and I received it. There are a lot of people who have not asked for a refund on their deposit yet, and if they ask now, they are unlikely to see a dime because Intellivision is going down in flames and taking the Amico with it. Here is where that relates to the Odyssey Retro. With what is going on with the Amico, this is possibly the worst imaginable time to try to launch a retro console slash development unit that runs over $300 in the U.S. And which the Odyssey Club is stating up front, I should add, um, that this may not be completed. You know, real-world conditions may prevent the Odyssey Retro from ever seeing the light of day. Now... That being said, I do appreciate their statement saying that your money is not lost. There are other things you can buy, but they do state up front, the Odyssey Club does, that you cannot get that $323.90 back. You, you basically have store credit from that point on, but you can't get the money back. I have been asked by, you know, more than one person in the Odyssey 2 community, you know, are, are you going to, are you going to get behind this? Are you going to back it? Read the room. That's, uh, that's a difficult question. Here's why. Uh, even though I am doing much better now than I was doing a year ago, you know, in terms of steady employment and that sort of thing. $323.90. That is a lot of money 
to pitch at something that may never happen. And I'm not, I am not in a position to throw that kind of money at this project at this time. I wish them the best of luck with it. But I would have to have a, a large unexpected windfall to have the kind of change loose that I would need to invest in the Odyssey Retro. And my advice to you really is you have to look at this very pragmatically and it's you know as a very cold numbers game this has to be $323.90 that you're comfortable with never seeing again the Odyssey Retro may not happen you may wind up with store credit for things that you know you maybe didn't have an interest in to begin with that is something very important to keep in mind. I do appreciate that the Odyssey Club is stating there will be no refund of currency. You know, you now have a reservation on this console, or if the console does not happen, you have store credit. Which is great, but... You know, you have to understand this $323.90. It's not coming back to you in the form of currency. And so you have to be comfortable with pitching that amount of money into this project that may never materialize. I myself am not in a position to do that at the moment. I have other more pressing matters that my money is spoken for but I really do wish them the best of luck if you decide that you do have you know the kind of loose change that you need to throw at this best of luck to you as well um, I am just not in a I'm not in a position to play the lottery and I'm not in a position to do this at the moment that being said we um, do have a little bit of information and you know, a little bit of helpful information here. Some of which comes from uh, Pablo Vidarte, who um, Todd Kaddish kindly arranged for me to speak with Pablo for a little bit. Um, and, you know, I asked some of the questions that I've had about this project since day one. The, uh, the reason for the original crowdfunding site being taken down, which normally, I will say this up front, normally that would be a gigantic red flag that I would not be able to get around, but it is my understanding that there were fees and documentation required by the Brazilian government that would have made things even more expensive. So their method of crowdfunding is basically, you know, you are throwing them via PayPal $323.90 or, you know, whatever the currency conversion is on the day that you throw your money at it. 
and that's your crowdfunding. Pay, PayPal really isn't a crowdfunding platform. And that is what makes this difficult in that platforms such as Kickstarter go, you not go fund me. Um, Indiegogo, that's what I was thinking of, not GoFundMe. GoFundMe is, oh crap, I have no money, and I need money for something more important than an Odyssey Retro, please help. That's, yeah, GoFundMe is not a crowdfunding site in terms of a project like this. Indiegogo is, Kickstarter is, but apparently the Brazilian equivalent of Kickstarter that they originally launched this on as a crowdfunding engine um, was demanding documentation and fees that would have made things far, far more expensive for everyone. Not just them, but probably for the consumer. And so I, I understand and appreciate that part of it. But again, it's a read-the-room thing. Something disappears from a crowdfunding site, it raises lots of red flags. And here's the other, the other thing where I say read the room about what else is going on in the retro console world at this time. You remember a little game called the Retro VGS, a.k.a. the Coleco Chameleon, which was um, another project that was going to, was going to start you know, on Kickstarter just any second, and then it didn't. But they, you know, they raised money through other means that just vanished because the Coleco Chameleon never came out. The demo unit that was shown off in public at one point, um, the controllers were actually wired to something else completely different. And the unit itself, as it turned out, some sharp-eyed people on Atari Age noticed that photos of what was supposedly the dev unit in a semi-transparent plastic casing, the circuit board was actually a video capture card that, um, you know, people recognized because they had a similar one in their machines or were familiar with it. The Coleco Chameleon project ended up with Coleco pulling their name off of it, and and then eventually the whole thing crashed and burned, uh, taking the reputations of people who were previously held in better regard in the retro gaming community with it. The Intellivision Amico, the reason I... Uh, bring that up is that the new CEO of the uh, of the company now operating under the Intellivision name the new CEO of Intellivision was previously the VP of Business Development on the Retro VGS Coleco Chameleon project read the room there's been more than one scam in this area and people are really jittery about that. The Odyssey Retro is an awesome idea. I seriously question whether or not now is the time to try to launch it. 
so yeah that's that's kind of where I land on this is that there is a a serious deficiency in reading the room here and if it were me no matter how bad no matter how badly I wanted to launch the Odyssey Retro right now and launch the funding for it right now it would be smarter to wait until the Intellivision Amico dust has blown away give it some time come back and try funding this again maybe wait and see if getting components from China becomes easier wait and wait COVID out wait for all of these mitigating factors to either improve or not but they've started crowdfunding now and all I can really do is wish them luck Now, the one question I had, because the text on their page specifically mentions a membrane keyboard. So this is going to be a flat membrane keyboard along the lines of the original Odyssey 2, the original video pack, and so on. Since it has USB ports on the back, and you see that diagram there if you're watching this on YouTube, my question was, and there also there's also at least one USB port on the on the face of the console right underneath the MP3 player. My question was, could I hook up, you know, a a PC USB keyboard like the one that I have, you know, hooked up to the computer recording this right now? Could I hook that up and use that if I'm going to do, you know, either play games with text entry or do any game development myself I'd like a real keyboard the response I got to that is that it is possible that this may be incorporated into the USB ports on the system that you can get a real keyboard and hook it up but it is it's not finalized I also asked if the central processor was an actual 8048, which was the basis of the original Odyssey 2, or if it's something like an FPGA running an 8048 Odyssey 2 video pack core. And apparently the, the tests that are being done involve a chip that is being developed fresh for this project. So it's not an FPGA. This is not running, you know, emulation of the original hardware. And I I really appreciate uh, Pablo clearing those questions up for me. Um, so there we are. You know, how, how do you feel about throwing $323.90 to the wind? today because they are crowdfunding right now and kind of the nature of crowdfunding is you set a time limit whereby 
this thing has to happen. And if it doesn't raise the required funds by then, you know, you assume the project is never going to happen. Um, it's interesting that I do not see anywhere on their page what that deadline might be. So I don't know if this is an open-ended project that maybe I get to come back to later, or if there is an internal date that, you know, by which the Odyssey Club decides, yeah, not enough people were interested in this. You have to keep in mind, a few years ago, I tried to crowdfund slash pre-order, you know, an Odyssey 2 logo lapel pin through this very podcast, and, you know, 18, 20 bucks for a pin was too rich for people's blood. <laughs> so, you know, I, I myself may have been guilty of not reading the room, but it sort of plays into, is there enough of a paying audience with the kind of money that you have to have to pour into this? Is there enough of an audience to support this project? So, I, I really don't, you know, if you're looking for my recommendation on this, all I can tell you is what I am doing. And what I am doing right now is I'm not pitching in on this because I am not in a position to. I appreciate that others may be in a bit better position to do that. I wish them the best of luck. I wish everyone involved with this project the best of luck. I would love to see it happen. You know, if I can shake enough change loose, you know, I would love to have one of these things, you know, maybe it'll be two or three years from now. But as it is right now, I just can't, you know, I can't throw PS4 or PS5 money at an upgraded Odyssey 2. Sorry. If you can, if you're comfortable with the risk, go for it, by all means. But it's um, it's not a place that I can go right now, as the uh, cat who was trying to get my attention will attest. Because part of <laughs> part of what my money has been going toward recently is vet bills, because I have an old cat with health issues. So that's um, that's kind of where things stand on the Odyssey Retro. As the project develops, I hope to continue passing more information along to you. You know, assuming they're still, assuming I'm still on speaking terms with them, because I'm sure that what I just said on this show is not what they were hoping to hear me say. I, I'm sure they were hoping to hear unabashed, unrestrained enthusiasm and recommendation. And, um, you know, all I can, all I can really do though, you know, coming from a journalistic background, because I, you know, I have worked, you know, a large part of my adult life in TV news. All I can really do is give you as truthful a read on this as I can. So if the Odyssey Retro developers, you know, want 
me to pass along any more information to you, any progress reports, I'll be more than happy to, guys. I will be more than happy to. It's just I can't jump in on this right now, the way things are going for me at the present moment. But I do appreciate all of the information. I do appreciate the opportunity to pass this along to people. And now we're going to take just a little bit of a break for a word from our sponsor. Ashley Thomas is the nerdy blogger. Ashley has a master's degree in literature and language, as well as a decade's worth of experience in writing for web publications. If you're looking for someone to assist you with copy for your website, blog posts, email campaigns, web store, social media management, or assistance with search engine optimization, Ashley's your gal. Ashley also spends her time writing about film, television, and comic books, contributing to sites such as fangirlish.com and popcultureretrorama.com. You can learn more about Ashley and the work she does at nerdyblogging.wordpress.com where you can contact her for more information about her writing services. The Nerdy Blogger is proud to be a supporter of thelogbook.com and its podcasts. Somewhat somewhat less heavy news. Remember these guys? The Power Lords. Our old buddies, Adam Power and those characters from that game whose names I don't remember because I don't have them committed to memory. Okay, I was emailed a press release that kind of mystified me as to why I was receiving it. This comes from the Nacelle Company, which is uh, the company that produced the Netflix series The Toys That Made Us, as well as the History Channel series Center Seat, which was a 10-part documentary about the Star Trek franchise. Now, I I do other podcast and live streaming work for an entity that is closely tied into the Star Trek franchise, and so I thought maybe that was why I got this press release, although I really wasn't sure why it would be coming to me. Because, you know, I edit podcasts, I produce live streams, you know, I am not the the lead talent on these shows that decides what news gets disseminated. And then I actually started reading it, and it got more interesting. The Nacelle Company tells ComicBook.com that it is launching a new toy division aimed at preserving nostalgic franchises for new generations to discover. The company has acquired IPs, including The Great Garlu, Power Lords, Roboforce, and others. It will begin producing and selling products based on those properties, including soft goods, collectibles, books, physical media, and more. In 2021, the Nacelle Company hired artist and toy designer David Vonner to help... Oh, sorry, to head up its new toy design division. In 2022, the Nacelle Company is introducing its first wave of action figures based on its upcoming RoboForce toy line. They include Wrecker, Hundred, and Max Steel. I know nothing about RoboForce. Um, or wait a minute, were those those little fire hydrant-shaped robots that kind of had a sucker cup on the bottom? Let me uh, 
<laughs> shows you how prepared I am. Let me actually Google that. And um, yes, they were. Okay, I had a RoboForce figure or two. I remember that now. These are synapses that have not fired in... Oh, almost 40 years because uh, RoboForce was released by the Ideal Toy Company in 1984. So, um, yeah, I haven't thought about that in a long time. The company partnered with Funko to release a Great Garlou Funko Pop limited to a thousand pieces as an Emerald City Comic Con exclusive. And uh, the Great Garlou was actually already revived by Super 7, which does reaction figures. Um, the Nacelle Company is also partnering with Super 7 to expand the Great Garlou's reaction figure line. So, um, in 2021, Nacelle acquired the Marks Toys brand and plans to relaunch the Magic of Marks to spotlight its properties, developing toys, books, and other lifestyle products. So, it's, it's kind of interesting because, um... If you recall, uh, when I covered Power Lords before, several years ago on this very podcast, um, the Odyssey 2 game for Power Lords was a very much a latecomer. There were originally action figures, um, which have already been revived once. Um, I think it was about 20 years ago. A company, or a very small company, I mean, we're talking like Wandering Planets or Super 7 small, um, called Four Horsemen, revived the Power Lords line very briefly and released only a few figures. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, what you're seeing here is the, um, the original, the original Adam Power figure, and you'd switch him around to the other side, and, you know, he has his... He, he has his powers. He is the Power Lord. There was also uh, a series of comic books based on Power Lords in the 80s. And clearly it's one of those things that was intended to kind of cash in on the He-Man craze and you know try to try to get some of that action and didn't <laughs> because he-Man was already firmly established and had taken up all the oxygen in the room. But it's interesting that uh, the Nacelle Company, of all people, is bringing back Power Lords. Um, so <laughs> there may be there there may be new Adam Power action figures to uh, sit alongside your box copy. <laughs> of Odyssey 2 Power Lords if indeed you have one just just FYI I'm not I'm not recommending you buy these either I'm just saying this may be a thing that you can spend money on and it's and again as I said before it is up to you whether or not you wish to spend money on it so um I thought that was a a less a less heavy <laughs> topic to wrap up this edition of Select Game. So, there you have it. The Odyssey Retro project is still going on after a change of crowdfunding methodology, and it is doing so at a very trying time for a retro console project because you have a 
very well publicized project that is diving nose first toward the ground at great speed and that unfortunately is going to have the effect whether it's intended or not of tarnishing other similar projects with the same brush so I hope that everyone involved in the Odyssey Retro Project you know here's what I'm saying for what it is I'm not passing a judgment on their product on their product on their project Uh, I think it's a great idea I can't hop on board right now you know, from a financial standpoint, but from a zooming out to a wider, big picture look at this, there's something about, uh, I would strongly advise waiting for the Miko to be dead and buried before launching this thing in earnest. Because, unfortunately, that is going to be the first thing people think of, you know, the next time someone tries to launch a retro console. So, there we go. That's the uh, the latest on the Odyssey Retro Project. As you can see, um, as you can see if you're watching on YouTube, you, you can't see it if you're just, if you're just listening to the podcast. Um... I have had to uh, upgrade and replace some equipment, and that has prevented me from getting Phosphor.Fossils or Select Game done for the past couple of months. Um, The previous version of this Odyssey Retro show, back when it was on the, the Brazilian Kickstarter type crowdfunding site, was the last thing I recorded with my previous webcam before it took a very slight tumble and then never worked again. So it's it's taken <laughs> excuse me it's taken some time for me to uh, to get new gear in. You know, got a new camera. It's a much more recent and advanced camera, and. It demanded that I have a light ring, which is something else I had to uh, purchase, which, by the way, huge, huge thanks to my Patreon subscribers and, you know, everyone who's, you know, pitched in, bought me a coffee or, you know, thrown things from the Amazon wish list at me that, you know, this has freed up funds for me to spend on these upgrades that were otherwise preventing me from getting shows done. I've also, um, I'm also operating on a different microphone than I had three months ago. So a lot of stuff has changed. That's right, Squeak. My cats haven't changed. They're just getting old like myself. However, um, that is our current wrap-up on the news on the Odyssey Retro, you know, at least the news that has been you know, provided to me to pass along. And, you know, if you can afford to, I, you know, by all means, support it if you feel like supporting it. Understand the risks first. Understand that there is going to be no direct refund of funds. 
and you know be ready to accept that risk before jumping into the fray on this I hope that unlike the Intellivision Miko, unlike the Retro VGS, unlike the Coleco Chameleon, I hope the Odyssey Retro does become a thing. But right now, my hope is all I can afford to throw at it. That's all the time we have for the Select Game Podcast. You can hear Select Game on iTunes, Stitcher, and ThrowbackNetwork.net. And you can also subscribe through the RSS feed. You'll find the podcast itself and occasional goodies associated with it at www.thelogbook.com slash selectgame. And donations for the site's upkeep and continued podcast production are always gladly accepted at patreon.com slash thelogbook or via my Amazon wish lists. Feel free to drop me a line at the Facebook page for thelogbook.com, via Twitter at logbookguy, or email me at earl at thelogbook.com. Select Game Expanded Memories of the Odyssey 2 is a production of thelogbook.com and was written and produced by Earl Green. <laughs> <laughs>